right. Thanks for joining us tonight. And also thanks to our friends, Stephen and Cecil. Uh, appreciate you joining us tonight. And tonight we're going to be talking about Samhain. Um, it's the time of year when the veil that separates the world is at its thinnest. So our world, the world of fairies and that of the dead blend into one. It's the time when spirits can cross over. So, you know, it's really become wrapped up in a lot of superstitions, and it's really a night of wonder and magic. Uh, on this night, uh, the crone aspect of the triple goddess comes, and she takes all the leaves off the trees, and, you know, uh, the year is, you know, dying down and everything. We're waiting for new life to come. So it's also a good time, if it's your personal beliefs to uh, ask her to take the unwanted aspects out of the year away. And that way they can be transformed into something good. You know, even on the darkest night, while your mind's pondering your morality, if you wait patiently, it's soon going to be the winter solstice and the wheel's going to start turning once again. So tonight we're going to talk about Samhain. Uh, I've got a Samhain prayer. If you uh -huh. want me to read it. Yes, that'd be awesome. Remember us, you who are living. Restore us, renew us. Speak for our silence, continue our work. Bless the breath of life. Sing of the hidden patterns, weave the web of peace. And that was written by Judith Anderson, which I like it. I kept it. I like that. I like that a lot. Because it is a wonderful time to celebrate your ancestors and, you know, the people that have gone before us and everything. <laughs> Well, that's my big thing that I do now is um, I usually will get out photos of my, my dead family and set that extra place at the dinner table and just really make an effort to honor those who walked before. I think it's a beautiful tradition. I wish more people mm -hmm. really honored it. Right. Yeah. Because hey, Alan. Know. Hey, Mike. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, well, you know, and, and that's the thing, you know, and so much of it now is tied up in the Halloween celebrations. And, and that's fine. I don't have a problem at all with Halloween. I was dressed today, you know, <laughs> I mean, to celebrate that part of it, too. But I'm the same way. That's when I take time to reflect and honor those people that I've lost and everything. So, you know, and it's a very ancient Celtic celebration, um, you know, that's been around for thousands of years. So that's one of the things that I always kind of when being in the buckle of the Bible Belt, you know, there's a lot of satanic panic about Halloween. Mm -hmm. And I always try and remind people that, you know, before your family was Christian, they were farmers, they were of the earth, they observed the change of the seasons. And this is how they celebrated. So, you know, we need to remember that, you yeah. know. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, like I said, go out and do your trick-or-treating and all that stuff. But, you know, then look at it for what it is. You know, uh, that's um, we have a close family friend that uh, he went to seminary and everything. So when I first met him, it was like, oh, gosh, this is going to be one of those situations. And he's like, well, no, you know, the, the Bible actually honors the people that care for the earth and everything. He said, so 
you're good. And I'm like, wow, that was not what I was expecting there. <laughs> you know, so, so like I said, you know, it was uh, nice to hear somebody look at it from a different perspective, yeah. especially, you know, it also taught me don't assume that everybody's going to be the way you've got it made up in your head. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Hey, Carrie, how are you tonight? So, <laughs> first time I ever really delve into it because I don't delve into like Celtic stuff too much. And, um, the first thing I know I was doing wrong was calling it Sam Hain. <laughs> yeah. My first thing I was like, who in the hell is Sam Hain? And uh -huh. I was looking everywhere on the internet for it, and I just couldn't find anything. And I just kept running across this rituals and stuff. I was like, oh, I bet this is it. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. You know, I would say I, I, I am a huge fan of the show Supernatural. And I remember when they had their first this episode, it was actually like a whole part of a season based on the god Sam Hain. And I'm like, oh, God, y'all didn't just say that. <laughs> well, no, but in the SCA, they have they have a big um, Sam Hain um, event every uh -huh. year. And I just, it just, you know, made my birth, I just, every time it just bristled. Yeah. But, um, that's their thing, and it's different, and yeah. more power to them. The one thing I took away from the from this is it seems like they partied pretty hard, like the bonfires, the ward off the spirits, and everything. Mm -hmm. Sounds like stuff that we used to do back in the back in the day and down here in the. <laughs> well, and it's it's the end of the harvest, so they were doing a lot of partying, you know, when it was over because they'd gotten the harvest in and it was time to settle in for the winter. Everybody was in a good position as far as what we would consider now financially. You know, you've got food for the winter and everything like that. So it was a very big time to celebrate <laughs> and everything. So, um, you know, and yeah, the, the whole Sam Hain. <laughs> and it actually translates into Summer's End in Irish. <laughs> so like I said, you know, it, it's perfectly aptly named, but yes, the MH together in Gaelic is actually a W sound. I mean, I'm sorry. Yes, a W sound. So that's why the the spelling is so different from what it actually sounds like. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, I decided I was going to learn Gaelic one time, and that lasted for about a day. I was going to say, that's <laughs> right there. Get a ditch. Yeah. Yeah. Me too, <laughs> That's that's the extent of my Gaelic. <laughs> yeah, I don't I'd have got nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> that and Welsh, those were the two that I decided to be good to learn, and neither of them lasted a good day. Yeah, well, something that oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, something I'd heard one time about people who spoke the original Welsh language is that they could have a conversation with somebody from Israel, and they wouldn't have to have an interpreter. So I asked uh, Nick Redfern one time if that was true and he said yeah it was <laughs> wow so, yeah i asked him uh, at the uh is the texas bigfoot conference one year. Uh -huh. so that was my question for him <laughs> oh well you know that's actually cool i'd like to get a couple together you know and just see you know yeah. what kind of conversation yeah, they had yeah is that is that really real could they could they have a whole conversation or just just part of one i don't know i don't know I remember taking French in high school and our instructor brought in a Cajun French, a Canadian French, a France French, 
and a South African French, and they could not carry on a smooth conversation. Well, you want to know something um, interesting? When I lived in Lafayette, mm -hmm. the scholars from France came to study Acadian French mm -hmm. because it was closer to what the original French spoken mm -hmm. was than what they speak today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really. So is this is this where like dressing up and everything came from? Because it seems like they would like dress up as disguise themselves as animals and monsters and things like that to keep being abducted by like fairies. Is that where is this where like the origin origination of dressing up came from for this holiday or whatever? Uh, yes, a lot of it. Well, it's thought that a lot of it is because the veil being thinner means that the dead were roaming the earth. Mm. So, you know, they couldn't be recognized right. when, you know, they were seen. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they originally started out instead of a pumpkin, I believe it was a turnip. And it was basically to ward off the bad spirits, you know, like what you were saying, you know, those that were up walking around. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. to, to me, it always seemed a whole lot of, to me, my personal opinion, what I read about it in the past, you know, was it seemed like, like a whole lot of superstition to me. But mm -hmm. I'm sure there had to be something to it. You know. Right. Well, you know, by the same token, you know, they dressed up to keep from being, you know, recognized. But then they mm -hmm. would put out tributes and stuff to draw yeah. in, you know, the ones that they had lost and everything. Right. Well, yeah. and it's also very similar to what they do for, um, what is it, Los Dios Muertos? Muertos, yes. Muertos. They are the dead. Yeah. Yep. Um, which is on the following day, which is, it's all very interesting to me. Mm -hmm. um, everything. And that's where, this is where I go back to like where I get my belief system from is everything is so interconnected mm -hmm. when you start getting outside of it. Uh, well, if you just look um, a lot of religious things carry in every society. Yes. And even with um, a lot of the stuff with, I guess like with Halloween and we have our, we have our tradition like falls festival and, and trigger treating and things like that. You know, it all goes back to what our ancestors did. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and you know, it's, it's still funny too. A lot of the, a lot of the beliefs that have changed with it because originally the Celts, the belief that, you know, the dead could come back and a lot of them believed that they could come back in the form of a black cat. You know, so they wanted to be able to see their ancestors. Well, now, you know, a black cat has such a bad reputation for being yeah. bad luck and everything. Yeah. And there have been times whenever the uh, like the shelters, you know, for animals, mm -hmm. they wouldn't even allow the black cats to be adopted out when it got close to Halloween. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because nefarious people. Well, this is my favorite time of year. I love the deepening darkness mm -hmm. as we head towards the winter solstice. And then we have the light of the sun coming back. So mm -hmm. from now to, to until then, and you know, Morgana, when, um, which actually I got married on what is called Little Salon, mm -hmm. which is when the, um, the fake courts are actually supposed to change. And that is an astrological point that kind of changes every year. So I can't give you a date, but, um, at that time I knew it, but because like I said, I just love this time of year and what it represents. Mm -hmm. 
and you know being typical mississippi you know it went from being you know shorts weather to you know freezing (laughs) (laughs) well and and i know that i've probably told steven this before but in case i haven't but the week before the wedding it was really really hot Mm -hmm. I, i had a velvet dress and so we had gone out and i made an offering and this we got married outside in the woods on the natchez trace and um when i i had like you know a a little bunch of stones and stuff that i had gotten to leave as a gift to those forest spirits and when i went back to the car and this was at night my ex-husband was still out there doing whatever he was doing and that was when i saw something standing very tall behind him and it freaked me out because i mean i could see it and i had gone back i felt very uncomfortable when i'm like like something was watching us so i had gone back to the car and i turned the lights on and then i could see it and i mean i don't know how tall it was because he was what six foot something mm-hmm. and sorry, this six was two, six this three. was probably about 10 feet tall behind him mm. and at the time i had no understanding of anything outside of the you know i guess on the astral plane but um but yeah so we made our offering and one of the offerings was for, for the weather to change and within the three days before the wedding it dropped and it dropped low it was so cold that night Yes, because I went with a lightweight dress, and <laughs> it was freaking cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I should have known. I should have known then, because um, there was absolutely no... And the whole reason I picked that spot to get married was because of the energy. Mm-hmm. And there was no energy there that night, other than what we brought with us. Yeah. And I realized now we did not have the blessing of the forest. Mm-hmm. which yeah. makes sense now hindsight 2020 oh yeah 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 say a little bit more obvious of a warning yeah. next time would be much appreciated yeah <laughs> but i should have known but you know you know you just don't pay attention to stuff like that but oh, i yeah. like i said i didn't know since then i, I realized that that's a spot where i had a lot of probably bigfoot activity going on mm-hmm. or cryptid activity mm-hmm. i should say yeah, yeah. forest forest spirits definitely a lot going on out there and we've really got to get together and go back out there at some point because i'd like to see what's going on if anything now okay you know so but anyway so yeah back to Selwyn. come on cecil where's your where's your transition back in you know what well, i'm 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 i'm, I'm... <laughs> shadow band give you a break yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, I like to talk about more about the monsters because it's amazing how much we steal from everything like this, mm-hmm. like the Dolahan or whatever. It's a it's basically the story of Ichabod Crane, like in Sleepy Hollow, mm-hmm. the headless horseman riding around, and then you got the like Lady Gwen is a headless woman that chases after you with a black pig. I've actually heard a story similar to that in the hills mm-hmm. of a headless woman with a black pig. She wasn't dressed in white though. That's the only difference. She's yeah. covered in blood. It's amazing how history keeps repeating itself, and we just steal from history. It almost feels like there's not a original ideal anymore, except for Terrifier, which we discussed last night, and everybody had it. 
<laughs> things that will be things that my brothers even will never watch. I <laughs> it will make them unhappy. Yeah. No, um, no, I love I love the the all the spook and ook around Halloween and mm-hmm. Samhain and all that. But this is the time of year that I usually towards the end of September. I guess pr- pretty much from now until the the end of the year is when. I usually have a lot of dreams about dead people, hmm. which I had one last night. Yeah, that's cool. uh, interesting story. I don't know if you guys heard about it today, but Jerry Lee Lewis passed today. Yes. No, really? I didn't hear that. And like a couple of days ago, my wife asked me, "Did Jerry Lee Lewis die?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> you're crazy. Jerry Lee Lewis is still alive." And today it happened. I was like, "Well, that's creepy as hell." But apparently TMZ leaked it yesterday, but she asked like a couple of days ago. And I was like, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is she related? How that happens? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everything is interconnected. Yeah. It's yeah. a web. It is a mm-hmm. web. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. So, and you know, and that's the thing too is, um, I just totally lost my train of thought. Okay. I wear Come hoodies and me. shorts and flip flops. <laughs> Yeah. Look, I'm the hottest natured person you'll ever meet. When everybody else is griping about how cold it's getting, I'm like, oh, it's finally. So I love this time of year too. It's 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 taking longer to get there now than it used to. But you know, once it hits about 70 degrees during the day and and starts dropping, that's my kind of weather. And like I said, this time of year, especially, I'll just go outside and leave all the lights and everything out and just sit out there and I'll have a blanket there just in case it gets actually cold, you know, but just sit there, you know, star watch and just listen to nature because there's so much out there, you know, that's communicating with you if you just quiet your mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's always a good thing to be familiar with the sounds that are normally around whenever you hear something that isn't uh-huh. normal <laughs> yeah yes so that you recognize that you know yeah and and that's like i said we there we have the where we live at we have people in and out you know we've got you know one or two people that have lived in the neighborhood longer than we have and then the rest of them are almost transient as a matter of fact we had a little commune at one time up the street but uh that hippies oh, Wait, what no. kind of commune? Uh, you know i just think they were homeless and it's the country so they don't call them homeless oh. so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they had tents and you know tarps and transient there you go transients yep so you know and that totally throws off everything you're used to listening to and hearing you know having oh, that yeah. extra energy and the extra voices and all of that stuff so mm-hmm. I hear extra voices a lot. Okay. They call that schizophrenia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought was, I thought it was my consciousness is battling each other. Hey, I'm not <laughs> criticizing at all. Do you, do you ever hear voices when you're falling asleep? Mm-hmm. I used to, and I don't hear them anymore. Uh, it's hard to get them to shut up, really. Um, but well, What do they I, say? Do you ask? No. I see faces. I see faces of people and scenes, but I don't hear them talk to me anymore. Yeah, yeah that's 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 kind of like uh, tapping into the Akashic records. 
<laughs> when you're at it, when you're right at that moment when you're about to fall, fall asleep, you start yep. seeing this. It's like like you're watching a like you're watching TV, but mm-hmm. you got your eyes closed. It's kind of. Uh. I, I want to do a shamanic <laughs> journey with Stephen so bad, guys. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. Yes. No, Sorry. I mean, and, and that that is, I mean, I I don't hear voices so much. I still sometimes hear what I consider a murmur. You know, it's like you can, you know, a, a distant voice, you know, like somebody down the hall or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't as much as I used to. I think, you know, sometimes we let real life, you know, interfere. With, you yeah, know. It seems yeah. to uh, drown it out. Yeah. Yeah. The ones that sound farther away are the ones that aggravate me. Like whenever I hear my name mm. being called, like from a different room, and I'm, nobody's here, I'm like, "That's <laughs> yeah." I guess it's probably it might be the reason I don't hear them. Might be because I'm living by myself now, and I probably freak out. <laughs> <laughs> I freak out. <laughs> uh, and Stephen, you know, you're right about uh, it. Used to be turnips. But they discovered that pumpkins were easier to carve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, said that they were used to uh, scare off the wandering spirits from entering their homes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, so this right here with the. Uh, so with, so with this was this. When did it become All Hallows Eve? At, at what point did that I feel like I've read somewhere 14th century. What? No, it was later than that. Let me see. Well, I don't know, but one of the my favorite things about this time of year are the, all the legends of the wild hunt. Mm-hmm. And um, you can go from the Norse to the Celts and everywhere in between. And there's a lot of stories about the, the wild hunt and what it is. Um, of course, you know, I have my thoughts on it, but what are y'all's thoughts that one's strange to me that's that's where a group of spirits hunt people down isn't it well depending on who you're talking to the church made it out to be um like the dead and devils and demons um but then you know with the celts it could be the fae it could be you know (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, read Carrie's note. <laughs> you know what's really messed up right now? I'm 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 trying to Google when All Hallows Eve was started, and this is what it's turned into. It's such a commercial thing now that the first yeah. thing that pops up is Amazon, <laughs> and then you got something here, All Hallows Eve, the movie. It's a mm-hmm. good movie. Yeah. Um. I can't find it. I've got it right mm-hmm. here. It's uh, the 8th century. Yeah. Uh, Pope Philip. I mean, not mm-hmm. Pope Philip. Yeah, Pope Philip. Um, said that November 1st would be a time to honor the dead. Pope Philip's the one that sold his soul to the devil, isn't he? I've heard a couple of my friends from Kentucky say that. Uh-huh. <laughs> you talking about me totally. <laughs> <laughs> I've, 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 I remember a conversation one day. <laughs> well, Hadley, going back to talking about what you're talking about with the hunts, you know, have you ever seen the movie The Thirteenth Warrior? Oh my God, it's one of my favorite movies, Steven. I own that. Like, I own copies of it. I have it on my stream service. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Yes, that, yes. that was a good one. That was a good one. 
Do you know Michael Crichton wrote that? Really? The original story was called Eaters of the Dead. Michael Crichton wrote it when he was in grad school because um, they were they were discussing, I think, Beowulf in class. And one of oh. his classmates had said, there's no way this could be real. And he said it could. And so he wrote the 13th Warrior. And they were talking about like the serpent. And in the, the um, 13th Warrior, it's the fireworm. And the fireworm was the the warriors, the well, I guess, I guess the opposing sides, warriors coming down from the mountain with the flames, and so it was. Yes, it is the one Mike Lewis with Antonio Banderas. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's got. Oh, I just love that movie. But, um, <laughs> That's why I started laughing. I can remember. Yeah, well, it's great. It's so great, guys, because there's just it. there's little details in that movie that you just don't think of. Which yeah. is, if you look at the warriors, all of them are from different backgrounds, or they have different types of clothes on. And that's one of the things with the Norse was, um, if even if you were captured as a slave, you could earn a place beside them in your freedom. And so it would not be unheard of to have a Scotsman fighting alongside a Norseman. Yes, his little horse. Who brings a dog to war? (laughs) Only an Arab. (laughs) Um, I love that movie. I might have to watch that this week. I'm I'm reading about this Dolohan or whatever, the Dolohan creature, the headless horseman that they have. This has inspired me to create a model of this because this sounds horrific. So it's a headless horseman. He carries his own head in his hand, but the head has a hideous grin that touches both sides of the head. So it's like a big joker grin. like the, you know. <laughs> Is that what they call, is it the, the Irish that they'll cut you? If you um, the Celtic grin or whatever it was yeah, it's something that there's an actor oh. that's got one. It's called like yeah, a yeah. He was in Braveheart too. Um, he, he sons was, of Anarchy. He yeah, was a yeah, gladiator. Yeah, yeah. I know, um, I know who you're talking about. I can picture him. But it's called yeah, there, like what a, is it called? It's there, there's a sorry, y'all big drives going crazy. Um, it's not it's Dublin, but it's like an Edinburgh, an Edinburgh smile or something like yes, that. something like that. I'm not sure if it's Edinburgh or not. It's, but it's like it's like a city or something, like a place. Yes, it's it's after a city. The yeah, Glasgow I, smile. Glass, that's it. Glasgow smile. Yeah. I was in the right country. <laughs> okay. I'm going to put it on mute while I take Boudreaux to go out because I think he needs to potty. So I'll be right back. <laughs> The flesh of the head is the color and consistency of moldy cheese. And they use the spine of a human corpse for a whip. And and it also carries a wagon, which is adorned with funeral objects. It has candles and skulls to light the way. The spokes or the wheels are made from thigh bones. That's awesome. The covering is made from a warm, chewed paw or dried human skin. That's that's metal. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, who was the serial killer Ed Gwynn? I think that made lampshades and stuff out of human skin. Oh, Daddy oh. Game. Yeah, there oh, you yeah. go. <laughs> Buffalo yeah. Bill. Buffalo yeah. Bill. Chibs. Chibs. Yep. The sons. But um, yeah, like I said, I mean, there are a lot of uh, things. You know, it's um, you know when the. Um, the uh, 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 the Fae are more apt to be on this plane, um, and you know, leave your honey, your whiskey, and your milk out. 
That's right. That's not right. my whiskey. I'm going to leave the house. <laughs> I would just keep stuff. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, you know, um, they um, oh, what was it? The puka. The there's uh like a shapeshifter. The puka. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is supposed to be more prevalent around that time of the year. Um. Okay. So it looks like it ties into Day of the Dead. But yes. What's it called in Mexico? They celebrate. Oh yeah, the Day of the Dead. Yeah. Day of the Dead. What what do they actually call it? Um. Uh, uh, something de muerte. Yeah, it seems like they're almost the same thing, really. Yeah. yeah, when you're talking about the shapeshifters, you know, well, out west, you know, the Navajo, they won't pick up anybody walking at night because they're afraid they might be a skinwalker, which would be a shapeshifter. Right. I, I just wonder what the stories are in Louisiana around this time of year with the uh, Rougarou. Yeah. Oh, you know, the Rougarou Festival was last weekend. Last weekend. Okay, so it's yeah. similar to similar time of year. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, it's always the weekend before mm -hmm. uh, Halloween. Yep. Yeah. All right. Because <clears throat> I plan on being there next year. All right. I got barking. I'll be right back. Apparently, he's right right. back in. <laughs> this is like a cat. <laughs> My real question is how does CERN fit into all this? How does what fit into it? Thank you. Okay, I missed that. You got to repeat. <laughs> I said, how does CERN fit into all this? Yeah. Of course you did. I knew I should have just let that go. <laughs> see, we're, see, we're talking about a thin veil, and that's what CERN is trying to do so they can move from one dimension to another. Honestly, yeah. Google said they were trying to speak with the old ones, and who's to say that the old ones ain't this, and who's to say the vessel that they're trying to create it through isn't CERN, you know? Yeah, you're probably trying to talk to those four angels trapped underneath the Euphrates River. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm. Euphrates is running dry, ain't it? Yeah. Mississippi's low, too, isn't it? Yeah. I seen that. I was like, well, that's what Hank Williams Jr. said. When the <laughs> okay. That's right. Preacher man says. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, 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 Cecil? Yeah. Uh, it's dark matter day at CERN on the 31st. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> so there you go. There's the tie in. <laughs> there it is. That's exactly how they're going to do it. They're going to break open some kind of portal there with all these creatures and stuff from all these ancient religions, and mm -hmm. then they're going to usher in hell. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to bring up Jonathan Mayberry again. <laughs> he actually has a set of books, and for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it right now. But it actually the Pine Deep series. No, that's the best one. I love Pine Deep. But uh, there's this this other set he's got that um, these scientists are playing with stuff they shouldn't be, and they kick out the one that's trying to do it right and get in there and get in a hurry and basically open a portal to another world, but they don't break it completely, so worlds are merging. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then they go back to, oh, well, you know, they covered it up, but, you know, Three Mile Island was actually the same thing, and... Uh, 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 the one over in Japan, it was it was the same type thing. You know, it was a meltdown and everything. Fukushima. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, is that why know, the I, and I crab believe disappeared? That, <laughs> you know, I believe everything is a network. Mm. You know, the spider webs, the roots, whatever you want to call it. 
And I have found recently, I've been reading some different books in a different genre than I normally do. And I have found there, there's a lot of mirroring with what I've, I've been writing. Mm-hmm. Like the nine worlds and stuff. And y'all know that I totally believe that the nine worlds of the Norse is the closest thing to the truth that we have. Mm-hmm. And that's the layering of the worlds. Yeah. And again, back to Stephen and the, and the cryptid stuff is... You know, that's where I get that the forest giants were put here to keep the chaos out. <laughs> and that's why they don't communicate with us. They're not supposed to. Their role here is to keep the bad stuff from getting in. So. And, and I, I, I can, I know people who will tell you the very same thing. You know, sometimes if, sometimes if they're trying to keep you out of the woods, if they're doing things to scare you out of the woods, it's probably because you don't need to be in there because something else may be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know with uh, I know I've mentioned Robin a few times and with hey, there was a picture that was taken recently in uh, Montana and when she looked at it she's she's like I don't know what that is I want to meet Robin you need to get her on here one night I, 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 I just I tell you what I will I will do my best to make that happen uh, yeah. yeah and I mean I, I, I don't know it's is back back to CERN, you know, and how they won't open up a portal. Well, basically, if if they open up a stinking wormhole that connects that dimension to this one, then what's going to stop all that stuff from coming out? Yeah, and I feel like that's why the veil is probably already weak anyway, because you're you're hearing a lot more, which you don't see it much on the internet unless you catch it real quick. Of people seeing more creatures, seeing more like even the Loch Ness monsters back. Like he's been gone forever. I think I Kelly know. talked about that the other day. They've had what seven sightings of him yeah. and caught him on video in the last what couple of weeks? Yeah. Or the last year. But I mean, I was like, has he gone dormant for like so many years and then he comes back? Just I mean, what the heck's going on with that? Give somebody else some <laughs> But I mean the the thing is, um, for me, in the circles that I've run, when I met a group of people, and it's, Morgana is one of these people, and I believe that there's a time and, and place when the right people come together. And I mm-hmm. think that right now that's happening. But um, in 2002, that happened with a group of us. And I was meeting people from all over the world who were talking about how the veil was thinning. And that they were fighting battles every night on the astral plane. Yeah, that's when we met was in 2002. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that there were, war- and these are people who they were fighting the war. And I have to wonder because that was what, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I know that I feel that the veil is gone in certain places. Yeah. 2002 is about when I started my journey into the conspiracy realm when I was about 15 or 16. Oh, let's just talk about how young you are. We keep the youngins around and make us feel young. You know that, right? Yeah. Y'all know I think TikTok's a thirst trap, and I've had these hot young guys hitting on me, and they just see my picture and think I'm younger. And there was one, he was like, oh, I'm 32, because I was telling him, I said, I'm too old for you. <laughs> yeah, he's still probably older than Cecil. <laughs> I'm thirty-six or seven, 
somewhere around there? Somewhere in there, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just had birthday. <laughs> Recently, yep. asking when he was born, it'd be like Crocodile Dundee and thinking, yeah, I think it I was born in the summer. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. depends on who you talk to. <laughs> <laughs> Dad always said October 9th of 86. Mom says October 3rd of 85, and everybody else says 84. <laughs> you know that doesn't happen often since they have birth certificates and stuff. Well, that was just, that was strange because I got a birth certificate once for a job and it said October third, nineteen eighty five. Then I ordered another one and it said October ninth, nineteen eighty four. I want to take a minute and say <laughs> like, what the hell, <laughs> and to say hi to Krista. Krista is um, she does metaphysical Mississippi and. Cecil and Morgana and Stephen, I have told her about y'all, so you might be um, getting an email of introduction. Awesome. Awesome. Me. They're, they're okay. doing their own podcast and stuff now, and I've told them about you wonderful people. Rock and roll. We like you, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, besides ancestors and stuff, do you do anything else that you would consider strictly something you do around Samhain? Hmm. I hear the Jeopardy music. Um, I don't. I I have currently. I'm not. I'm not as active Mm -hmm. with um my spiritual stuff as I need to be. Always do the silent meditation and and acknowledgments. Mm -hmm. But um the bigger stuff. I mean, like I'm. I don't even have my reef on my door this year. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know what's going on with me. Let me just say that. I, I have a lot of Halloween stuff and Samhain stuff and all that I usually put out, but mm-hmm. I'm going through a, you know, I guess a, I don't, I'm not depressed. I just don't want to decorate. It seems like more, more stuff to my, my mom used to call it a funk. You're yeah. in a funk. <laughs> so, well, that's uh, when I started redoing my house, you know, because we've been doing it like a, uh, a room at a time. You know, so we're not like overwhelmed with, you know, remodeling. And uh, I find I'm putting less stuff back out. Yeah. Than what I put up, you know, packed up. Because even uh, Mo had made the comment one day, you know, well, when are you going to put this back out? And I'm like, I don't think I am. I think I'm good with this. <laughs> well, no, guys. You know, when my mom passed away, um, I, my garage was full of her stuff. And I took probably, and I've, I've got a, a pretty big SUV. And I, I took three truckloads of stuff to Goodwill. And then I took all the stuff out of the bedroom she was in. And it's now back in the place where all those stuff was in the garage. And I just want to get rid of everything. So I'm really not wanting to go through stuff and put stuff out. I just want to get rid of stuff right now. Yeah. Well, I think it's that cleansing out. You know, I find, you know, since I've been hanging out with conspiracy theorists, uh, I find myself uh, being more of like a hoarder of a, you know, or a little bit of a prepper. So, <laughs> when are we going to do that show? Uh, actually, yeah, that's that's on the agenda. <laughs> so. Y'all know I'm trying to get one of our favorites from um, Watching Weird to do a prepper show when we move to the radio. Mm-hmm. So. I just speaking of stuff, I got too much stuff. Like I just sent y'all a picture in our chat, just showing me what. I, <laughs> I wondered what you were taking pictures Man. of. And, like, I've literally got two, four, six, seven, eight 
nine screens that I'm currently looking at right now. <laughs> okay, you make me feel better because I've got four I'm looking at that are on the front side of me. I've got two on the floor, one over on that wall, and, that and then one over on that one. And that picture, you don't see this one. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, I've got something to show y'all. I've got too much junk too, but mm -hmm. I'm going back to this. Like, you know, people always say, why would they believe in stuff like this? I feel like this is something that people seen back in the day. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, they were leaving offerings and stuff. They wouldn't do this if they didn't see or feel the spirits coming in. Because even with the good family members, you know, there's people that was pissed off that was coming through the veil too. Oh, yeah. Seeking well, vengeance and stuff. I think there was a time when there wasn't a veil. I think the veil was put up. And I, I think when you look at, um, what was it? I found something. I know I sent it to somebody, probably you, Morgana, that was talking about the different frequencies and mm -hmm. that animals will see or, or hear on different frequencies than we do. And that for the most part, humans are blind, mm -hmm. blind, deaf, and dumb. Yep. And mm -hmm. that we, we don't see a lot of the stuff that's around us. Oh, yeah. And I can tell a lot of times, even if I don't feel something, the way my dogs are acting or the cats acting, I'm like, okay, they're looking at something, you know? And like I said, sometimes it's something that's probably not great because they're bristled up and everything. And then the next time their tails are wagging and they act like their best friends in front of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. So like I said, you know, um, and I've always said too, I trust my dog's judgment way better than I trust mine when it comes to yeah. people. And that means unalive people too. I don't know because I've seen my dogs like people who turn out to be assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I think they just want a biscuit. Well, but no, I'm not but if they, if they don't like somebody, I, there, I don't question it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, my dogs don't like hardly anybody. So well, yeah. <laughs> there's there's this guy that um was friends with my dad. He had this little chihuahua that he took everywhere. And y'all know, I mean, at this at the time, I had like five German Shepherds and Domino, who was a pit mix. And that little dog hated me. And I was like, <laughs> it hurt my feelings so bad. But I was, I think it was because he could smell the big dogs on me. Yeah, at least that's what yeah. I tell myself. Yeah, well, I, I mean, want to be the person the little dog doesn't like. <laughs> <laughs> well and you know and that's the thing is knowing how you are with animals i mean okay y'all seriously if you brought your child in her house and if that child was mean to those dogs she'd put you out i mean she, <laughs> the child, the child would be outside. <laughs> yes that's it because i mean she's just that type of animal person they live here yes exactly and that's what she says uh -huh. hey this is their house you know so yeah, it had to be something else, you know, besides you. I just can't imagine a dog disliking you for the sake of you. Well, the <laughs> only dog I've ever had a problem with was my ex that was the, the army dog handler when I met his dog. And it, it was, the dog didn't like us being close and wanted to get between us mm -hmm. and watch me. But that's his job. But um, I watched that dog watching me, and I thought to myself, he's sizing me up to see whether or not I'm going to be bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see if my, he'll bite back. <laughs> my, uh, my big dog bucked up on me uh, today. Hmm. Um, I bought him a new bed, and I was like, get in your bed, and he, he growled at me. <laughs> 
He didn't like that smell. Didn't have no, dog smell. Didn't like that. And I was like, buddy, I was like, you're messing with the alpha here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love you, but I'll put you down in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to. Uh, yeah, with that right there, you talking about the that one wanting to be the alpha? That's uh, yeah. With the we have a boxer. He's he's a little over a year old now. Uh, but there was a time whenever he would want to go stand over the top of my son. It's kind of like, uh, no, you're not going to do that. You're not the alpha. <laughs> so I had to, I, I wasn't mean to it, but I just had to let him know that yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm the alpha. Oh, yeah. he got caged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's out now. He only, he got 30 minute time out. <laughs> but um but mona i believe that 100 percent that the veil thinning is making more vivid dreams and nightmares because i'm i've been having a lot of vivid dreams recently it could be all the ibuprofens and stuff i've been on but i don't know <laughs> like i've had some nah, I, I don't think the ibuprofen would have that particular effect no. i didn't yeah. say the cocaine but <laughs> 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 I was trying to keep it PG. <laughs> well, I do believe that the veil is. I mean, I don't, I don't even like I said. I don't even know that it's a veil anymore. I think it's like a, a moth-eaten drape. Yeah. It really right. does seem like it. Like, well, and they scrub it as soon as it comes up. Though, like you have to be on constant watch trying to find videos and stuff to even catch some of the stuff that's coming out now. It's weird. Well, and here's the other thing, too. Okay, you know, I think we all can agree that it is definitely thinner than it's probably ever been that I can remember. Oh, yeah. And then you get to this time of year where it thins anyway. Well, you know, and to me, that's when, and we've talked about this before, but, I mean, to me, when the veil's thinning is when the worlds are layering up mm -hmm. and you're getting peaks into the world, and the world that you see this time of year is the world of the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. but I think that we're moving towards a time where, I mean, we, we were talking about this with Tully the other day is I think there's a reason where we all chose to be born now. I think mm -hmm. there's a reason that astral warriors and, you know, people who are very spiritual are, are, are here because we are the, the ones who have to be here to make this transition. And I also think that's why we had so many people die from COVID or COVID related illnesses is it had a, had to do a clearing out. Um, I don't think that the, that's the last pandemic we're going to experience in our lifetime. I hope so, but I don't think it is. Yeah. No, unfortunately they've been working on some new and improved things. Yeah. 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 yeah there's going to be some pretty unique stuff come out. The last one they attempted yeah. didn't spread quite like they wanted it to. So. The next one, well, but it's but it's still mutating and changing. They can't cure it. I mean, these inoculation or I can't even speak, guys. <laughs> these damn vaccines that they're giving us—they're—they're they're not. It's they can't get it. I don't. I can't get my words out. It can't keep up with what the right the, the transitions. Right. I like. Yeah. Answer that question. Uh, zombie survival guide. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good book to have. And I want to tell, I wanna tell you all this about zombie survival. You remember when the CDC did their whole zombie um, pandemic thing? Yeah. And people lost their minds. But yeah. let me tell you this. My friend Michelle, is she's in public health. 
she was taking a class from the guy who that was his campaign. He worked for the CDC and he's a public health specialist and that was his. And she was like, my friends love your work. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because, and that's the reason they came out with that was because they said, you know, the things that you see and hear, you know, writers and producers and stuff doing about the zombie apocalypse are actually very good ways to survive during natural disasters. Mm-hmm. And because it's so popular right now, why not use it? Exactly. Right. Well, and that's the thing is if you're prepared for the zombie apocalypse, you're prepared for anything. I've got a question about the zombie apocalypse. Do you think the Waffle House would actually close if there's a zombie apocalypse? Yes, I do. It closed <laughs> the last hurricane in Florida. Oh, <laughs> you know it's bad when they close the Waffle House. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When the Waffle House closes, and what is it, Jim? Um, a uh, Jim Cantore shows up. Yeah, yep, that's the two <laughs> the two signs. Yep. Yeah. I have had I have known people that if Jim had walked into and they saw him, they would beat the crap out of him. There could be a storm nowhere near where they were. <laughs> they think that he's the reason that we get storms. <laughs> it's that damn Jim Kentori. <laughs> you know, I really don't think he has that kind of power. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> because, you know, I saw him in Jackson one time when I still lived up there. And, uh, you know, he wasn't as as popular or as well known back then you know he still worked at the weather channel but he wasn't the hurricane guy so you know he was just as laid back and nice as he could be and i'm like you know i'd hate to be him so (laughs) yeah i'm gonna take a quote from a movie about mike's question there about his statement that he survived if they're slow and stupid i don't like fast zombies um from the greatest dad movie he said that death is a impediment not an energy drink <laughs> <laughs> i would think they would be slow and stupid <laughs> okay so here here you go so say you got turned on uh halloween cecil do you think that you'd be able to come back and say goodbye to your people before you came back to eat them no no have y'all seen that i'm sorry i'm on a bunny trail now about the zombie apocalypse let me reel it back in (laughs) let's go i was so involved with believing that the zombie apocalypse was legitimately coming in my bipolar phase uh, that i buried guns and stuff in random places that are still where they are yeah i still know where they're at it was about it was about 14 years ago so i don't know if they're i wrapped them up pretty good yes. so there there is a facebook <laughs> group on the mississippi gulf coast called tracking jim cantori i think i'm on it <laughs> oh and um uh, this might help me now i actually buried a medievalish style dental kit to remove teeth mm-hmm. i might need to go get that okay so mike it, you can be blind and still be very helpful during an apocalypse. I have a list of people that have pissed me off over the last 10 years. They're on the bait list. So you're good for a good long while. <laughs> we'll keep you safe. Mike. Yes. Yes, we will. <laughs> I think Mike's in Arkansas. So he isn't that far away. Mm-hmm. We'll have to do a recon mission to go get him. Yeah, no, mm. I don't, I don't want the fast zombies. I, I'm from the days of the amblers, you know, and I never did understand how you 
could, you know, not outrun the Night of the Living Dead yeah. zombies. Well, I mean, it's because you get tired and they don't. That's yeah. true. Well, I read a book. It was one of David Simpson's um, Five Roads. He's not Five Roads to Texas. It's one of the David Simpson Zombie Road books, and he was mm-hmm. talking about the the meat on the feet of the zombies being worn out, and it just made uh, a flopping noise from the skin as it walked. Oh, and okay. It, it made it made an impression on me. <laughs> My grandmother used to live in Benton. Well, in the woods outside of Benton. Yeah. yeah, I have a I have a niece that lives there. What was yeah. the what was the zombie movie that Woody Harrelson was in? Zombie Zombie Land. Zombie Land. That's it. <laughs> well, there's one movie where this man gets bit and he knows he's gonna die, so he's got the baby strapped to his back, and he's wandering until he finds someone that will That's- take his baby. Isn't that black? No. What is that? I watched that too. It wasn't World War Z, was it? No. What the hell was it? I watched that too. World War Z had the zombie baby. Did it? Was it Black Summer? (laughs) Sorry, Mona. (laughs) Was it Black Summer? It's the little things. Remember to get buried with your socks and shoes on, people. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know where you're from, but that's usually how they put us down right here. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go back for a few people. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, there are some people that, yeah, they just, I no longer have a shit list. I have a bait list. <laughs> I'm surprised to stay off of that list. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're all good. <laughs> You, you know too much about me. I'll have to keep you close. <laughs> I was telling someone about you the other day, and I was like, she's the friend who helps you dig the hole. That's right. <laughs> if you can't count on your friends for that, who can you count on? <laughs> she'll help you dig the hole, and she'll help you put them in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And right. I don't mean the body. She'll help you make the body. <laughs> That's right. Hey, I did. I said, I'm one of the few people that is not a writer that can tell you an unlimited number of ways to dispose of a body. So <laughs> I was angry at that particular point in my life. I used to <laughs> ask people that when I'd meet them, mm-hmm. you know, so let me ask you, if you had to dispose of a body, what would be the way? And then I met some people that had some really good answers and I thought I'm going to stop asking. I'd use them as fish and bait. Information here. Yeah, yeah. The secrets in the sauce, Hadley. (laughs) (laughs) Tastes like pork. (laughs) That was the best song, Mike. I love the Uh, by Earl. (laughs) They ain't the Dixie chicks no more. They're just the chicks. That's right. The chicks. Because they're so. Don't get me started on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about Halloween. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, I had something I wanted to read. Mm-hmm. The timing of Samhain, and thus the beginning of winter, was tied in with the rise of the constellation known to the ancient Greeks as the Pleiades. Traditionally, this constellation rises near the time of Samhain is observed and marked the festival of the blessed ancestors known as Samhain, or All Hallows, when the dead draw close to the living and the gates between the worlds are opened. Nice. So there you go. 
Samhain is All Hallows. Yes. Okay. And okay. it's all connected with the Pleiades, which probably is why this is something that is present in so many different societies. Hmm. Okay. At least that's what I would think. That makes sense. So there are, and we need to put the Pleiades on our list too, because there's yes. a lot of stuff surrounding that there's so many different things there's so many layers of things now like with that i mean you know i was looking at your list of stuff and it's like you know it's like your first show is just like an overview but when we start regurgitating some of this stuff we could really get deep with it but with Mm -hmm. the ladies you have you know again the people from the stars and and people who are born now who believe they have a connection with that star system Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've met a lot of people who do. Oh, yeah. I actually had a 10 year old little boy one day go all into details about it and um, the hidden planet. And I mean, I'm just like, wow, these are usually conversations I have with grown ups. You know, but he had really, he had done his research, you know, and I'm, I, I was very much impressed, you know. Again, you shouldn't underestimate people regardless of their age. Kids remember more. I mean, it's something that mm-hmm. happens at puberty that kind of takes the magic out of them. But before that, mm-hmm. um, yes. One of, one of my friend's child remembers being with God before she was born. Mm-hmm. And she told her mom. I mean, this was like when she was, and I'm talking like maybe three or four. And she said, well, you know, when I was with God before I was born and her mom looked at her and she said, no, I don't know about that anymore. (laughs) But the same child told her, she said, I remember being in there. She pointed at her her belly and she said it was really crowded. And my friend had a fibroid tumor and was on bed rest because the fibroid was so large, there wasn't room for the baby. So um, that, again, same kid, the kid um, about, gosh, I want to say like her my friend's father died around christmas and at thanksgiving they were asking her what she wanted for christmas and she said i don't want anything um this is the this is the last time we'll all be together oh wow yeah that's creepy as shit i know (laughs) well you know and it's it's amazing though you know like you say how much that they're in tune before the world and society tell them they're not supposed to know these things and feel these things and see these things. Well, and my friend is one of the people who believes in this stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is this is who I did the RH negative um, oh, yeah, show yeah, yeah. with. And she's very, um, I call her the scully to my molder. She's someone who is very scientific and very grounded. But at the same time, she, you know, there's things that she knows and she believes, mm-hmm. but she looks for the scientific aspects of stuff first. Yeah. Me, I'm a believer. I'm like one foot already in believing stuff. Right. Well, that's uh, you know, Ashlyn, Stephen's oldest daughter was over. And this is when she was probably about six. She was so angry with one of her friends and wasn't going to be her friend anymore because she told her she could never be a real wolf. And she's like, and I told her, I've always been a real wolf, you know, and it was a year before she would have anything to do with her anymore. So, you know, there's something there that she knows that I don't, 
you know, something that she's seen. And her thing right now is bones. That's what she has asked me for for Christmas. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> any particular you kind? Want meat on them or not? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I noticed she's gotten to where she'll ask, like, if you say, what do you want for dinner? I want chicken with bones. And she will eat her chicken and then she will go clean the bones off and she keeps them. And, um, I did that. Yeah. And she's like, you know, I, I I want bones. And I said, okay, any particular thing? Well, I'd love a skull. And do you know, Amazon has wolf skulls. I've got to share one, one cryptid story with you. It, this yes. happened a couple of years ago. Um, I was, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how many miles north of my house I was working. Is that? 30, 20, 25 miles north of my house. And it's out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> and it was on a, it was on a Saturday. I was up there. I was having to do some work on a Saturday. So I was driving around looking for another job and I found it. And um, while, I, while I was out and about, I found a coyote that had been twisted. Didn't have any bullet holes in it or anything like that. And so I took a picture of it and I left. About five weeks later, I came back to check on the coyote that had been twisted. And nothing had, uh, no buzzards or anything else had come uh, and chewed on it or anything like that. All the hide was intact. The only thing missing on this coyote was the head. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah, I was I was going to take a picture of that and I got spooked up before <laughs> <laughs> I got spooked up before I could take a picture, and I left. Yeah, I wouldn't want to stay in that neighborhood too long. <laughs> yeah. I thought, whoever, That's really whoever, creepy. Whoever twisted the cow and then decided to go ahead and take the head for a collector's item, I'm, I don't want to mess with them. Well, how, how fresh of a kill was it when you found it? Oh, it was still limp. Oh, oh so it was still mm -hmm. around you. Oh, I would have had to been spooked then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't have enough sense to be. Sorry, I didn't have enough sense to get out of there at that time. I would have stopped at the picture as I ran away. Uh, I, I, I thought about it, but when, when, as, when, as Kumbo says, when I got the chili bumps, I, I had to leave. <laughs> right. That's it. You know, and, and the thing is, some things are legit. Okay, this is something's not right mm -hmm. here. I need to carry myself. Yeah. And then sometimes you psych yourself up to that, you know, yeah. Yeah. and I've done that. I've done that just laying in bed at night mm -hmm. going, okay, yeah. I know there's something in here. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I know there's not because my dogs are still sleeping very peacefully, but you know, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. just <laughs> that, that feel and everything. And mm -hmm. yeah, by the you'll, time I'm you'll done. Know when my mom died, Tracy like did a, she, she kind of came in and looked at my mom. She did a ceremony to make sure my mom got to where she needed to go. But she was like, you know, you need to go ahead and cleanse your house. And I mm -hmm. did, man, I cleansed and cleansed and cleansed because I didn't want that, you know, mm -hmm. stuff hanging around. And um, I haven't had any problems here. The dogs, I'll see the dogs sometimes. The, my dogs that have passed, but it's not often. Right. And I want them, I mean, I want them to know they can come if they want to. Oh, yeah. But Absolutely. my mama, oh, no, I wanted her to come. <laughs> oh, no. I was afraid she was going to be ringing her bell for me for 30 more years. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 
that that'd be me. The uh, honest to goodness, the people that I would love to see right now, I probably won't. But it's going to be somebody that I just did not like that'll decide to haunt me. (laughs) (laughs) I know my luck. (laughs) So it's like you know that cousin that you just couldn't stand to be around. Mm. You know, the one that you had to kill. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I, the one that I helped Hadley bury. <laughs> That'll be the one. That'd I know what point. you did. I know that you did it. No, like the telltale heart with the beating yeah. heart under the floorboard. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, like, yeah. That's... Well, I want to make sure that. Um, are there any questions in the chat? Because I see Mona's got questions regarding the Juds. <laughs> Uh, and I think Carrie yes. asked about books besides the zombie apocalypse. Okay. <laughs> I, I, one of my favorite books is Empire of the Summer Moon. It's about I the have uh, that on Audible. Is it really good? Yeah. I haven't listened to it, it yet. Is, it's really good. I, I, I liked it real well. You gave What's a lot of about? history of the Comanches. Okay. Um, but you, <laughs> you want to uh, you, you run down real quick? It's about the Comanches and how they uh, uh, they were one of the best uh, they were one of, one of the best tribes to uh, use horses. They uh, they could do things that a lot of other people couldn't do, and uh, it was very very difficult for the. Uh, it wasn't until the Texas Rangers finally battled against them for a very long time before they ever had success. And a lot of the stories about Geronimo, yeah, and uh, his mother. I watched a lot of um, documentaries from a native uh, I'm perspective. Uh, I'm sorry, I said Geronimo was not Geronimo. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's a um, <laughs> Quanta Parker. Quanta Parker. I'm sorry, I was having a. <laughs> I guess I was having a senior moment there. <laughs> Those are silver moments. Silver, silver moments. moments. Yes. To, match, to match my hair on my chin. <laughs> Yeah, a lot, of the, a lot of the book is a lot of the stories about Quanah Parker. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Gotcha. I'm actually not reading anything right now. I am researching for writing right now. Um, I suggest from cook, crook to cook, Snoop Dogg's uh, <laughs> recipe book. You know what? I have heard that is a damn good recipe. It is. I've got it. His grandmama lives in Macomb. Mm -hmm. She did. I don't know if she's still alive, but yeah, Snoop's own. He's got some Mississippi roots. I made some ribs in that book, and they were phenomenal. (laughs) (laughs) They were really good, actually. Awesome. (laughs) I'll have to. I actually, we have uh, at, at my office. They decided when they built built the new building to put windows in our rooms so that when they have like tours coming through, instead of interrupting us by coming in the room, they can just stand and look at us like a fishbowl. You know, that's not creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I can I can tell you stories about that. <laughs> oh well, look, we did uh, last year. You know, you've got Elf on the Shelf. Well, we had uh, a picture we found of Baby Yoda eating Elf on the Shelf on one <laughs> side of the window. And then I found, you know, you've got Elf on the Shelf. Well, I found 
Snoop on the stoop. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> now, just to, he sued whoever did this because, you know, it was not something that was authorized by him. But yeah, for a full day, it stayed in my window. And then I'm like, okay, I really need to take that down before they come through with a tour group. And I don't know about it and get my butt chewed out. Is it from Half Baked? Whenever <laughs> you sit on the stoop burning one down? No, he looks just like the elf on the shelf, but he's in green instead of red. Mm. And he's got a, a, a blunt. Oh. And, <laughs> so, well, and, <laughs> I'm currently reading the Radius book two. Um, it's by DM Muga, who's one of our friends. Um, Carrie, if you ever come to our Thursday night stuff, he's usually there. He's pretty awesome. And he's written a book that is kind of um, science fictiony, kind of they're they've create y'all just it's science fiction apocalyptic survival thriller. It's really good. I really enjoyed the first one. I'm looking forward to getting further into the second one. I'm also reading um, Quantum Bigfoot by Ron Moorhead. And also, I've kind of go back and forth researching and using some stuff from Joshua Kutching's book about souls. I can't think of the name of it. I love Joshua Kutching's, and I would love for us to get him on sometime. Okay, cool. All right. He does all the folklore stuff and compares the how the fairies and the elves and Bigfoot and the aliens all have similarities in their the folklore roots and stuff so it's called the ecology of souls a new mythology of death and the paranormal okay in all actuality i'm i'm reading books for research for wearing the folk and the one i'm currently reading is called the one world tartarians Mm -hmm. so if you want like a true book about how history is uh a lot that's a book to read for sure see now i have a list of books i need to go download <laughs> okay. So I down I downloaded some um I had suggested that we pursue Dana um Fridizzi for an interview on um lowballing with mm-hmm. Joe. And I downloaded one of her books today. She was a featured author with all of us. Oh, and okay. she's got a bestseller now. Um it's it's, it's right up my alley. It's paranormal. I think. Um, What's fiction. your name? Dana, I'll send you the okay, screenshot cool. of her because I can't say it probably. Okay. Know, yeah, no, I'm, so, good. I'm so Mississippi, I can't say anything fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> right. Um, what was it Tully said last weekend? Do you notice I haven't said that word one time yet? <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, guys. Uh, next week, we are talking about the Alien Moore Lighthouse Keepers in Scotland. And uh, Tully and Cecil's friend Martin is supposed to be on with us. Ooh, I haven't met Martin yet. Martin is pretty Martin. awesome. Martin I have to does. make a point being yes. here. Yes, yes, yes. Martin is a cool cat. Yep. Could you reach out to him and, and remind him? Yeah, yeah. He's one of the people that Tully actually lets me talk to. Okay. <laughs> 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 we've got big stuff coming up we're trying to get which I'm, i think i either meant to tell y'all or told y'all or maybe that's what i'm doing now um monday night we are doing our happy birthday weird realities turns two 
and I would love to have y'all there and Tully, if you're available, um, just to kind of do some fun stuff, just get together and talk. Um, and then we are, um, on Tuesday, we're going to do a launch for season three because we're going into our third season. What time is it Monday? Oh, it'll be late in the evening. I want to try and stack some stuff because we can only have 10 people on at once. But on Monday night, we will be introducing Bethany Stutzman. She's going to be a new Weird Realities um, host. If I can do it, I'll do it from uh, Devil's Creek. Oh, right. Devil's Creek sounds like a spooky place. It is. Oh, you can do it yeah. live. Yeah. Live from yeah. Devil's Creek. It's Cecil. Yeah. See, uh, that right there is kind of like the uh, myth and all that, legend and everything else. A lot of times you feel, look around at stuff that's named Devil's Mountain or Devil's Creek or all that stuff. There's usually something to it. Uh-huh. The Devil's yeah. Creek legend down here is about a bird man. No. Yeah. A bird man. Okay, so kind of like the Egyptians and how they would. Okay, but there used to be a satanic, there used to be a satanic church sitting on this graveyard too there that they literally named after or whatever. Yeah. That's, that's where I'll come from if I if I can do it Monday. Cool. Mm. Yeah, that would be a great place to go live from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do it by myself. Uh huh. There you go. Because <laughs> you demand Cecil. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, we appreciate you joining us and uh, joining us tonight. And we will look forward to seeing you next time. And until then, wait, what did we say? Stay weird. You know, I'm reading what Mike just said <laughs> about a, the haunted asylum on the other side of the Mississippi. That's over in Louisiana. Mm. Oh. Uh, I, I Do you remember when those ghost hunters went to that haunted hospital? in Vicksburg and they found that body yeah. <laughs> that makes me laugh every time <laughs> think about that you know that freak on the fuck out oh yeah that's awesome <laughs> all right so until next time stay weird stay weird <laughs>